pretty much just got one thing to talk about and stuff. Okay. Still the December. <laughs> Up until like yesterday when I got on a flogging molly kick. Ooh, cool. That's a good one. It's St. Patrick's Day. I had to. <laughs> oh, of course. So I, um, I'm going to start and then we can just kick this off. Cool. Let me see if I can kill this glare on my glasses. I'll just sit like this. Yeah, just sit like that. And then be like, what happened? You <laughs> just go really far up. No. It's just. Yeah. It's there. Whatever. No. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Sonic Thorns. I'm Max, and uh, we got our co host, Alex, here today to talk about. What's up? Uh, weekly music selections for uh, you know the week. So with that being said, you want me to go first, Alex, or you want me to go first? Weekly music selections for this week. It's been a week since we've done it. <laughs> These aren't going to happen every week, but when we do, we'll talk. Go about listen to the last one we did and wait a week, then listen to this one. Okay, <laughs> been a little busy. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole point. It's like you know, whenever we can uh, talk about whatever we've been listening to that this week or that week, whenever that week is, we, uh, yeah. we can, we can do one of these, but one day it'll be weekly. One day. That's one the, day. that's the goal. <laughs> that's the plan. Anyways, you want me to kick start or you want to go? Yeah. Cause you've been listening to things. Unlike okay. Me. So I'm going to start off with, um, I guess it's kind of like an honorable mention, but not, but, um, Steve Vai recently released, a new song which is really bizarre because he just had a hand injury injury because uh not an injury but he had his hand operated on i don't i forgot which hand it was so um but yet he still managed to write and record the song and make a video with him performing it like in his studio it's called knapsack but um that's spelled uh k-n-a-p-p-s-a-c-k but um yeah, but um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's uh, it's classic Steve I, uh, and he's really, really good. And at the very end, he hurts his hand and shouts an expletive afterwards because he uses the wrong hand, like to strum. He's not even strumming the whole time; he's just using his like fingers on the on the fretboard. It's pretty amazing. But he's an astonishing guitar player, and so he's just superhuman or something. Anyways, so I figured I'd start off by mentioning that. That's, I want to check that out. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it just came out like two days ago, I think. So it's really new. Nice. My turn? Yep, your turn. Okay. Let's go. So I usually listen to a lot of different stuff. It changes often. Somehow, for the last like month and a half now, I've just been listening to the Decemberists. Ooh. Because like I knew of them and I knew... A couple songs that were big, like 2008, 2009. I always liked them. And then a a couple years ago, they had an album come out. I think they've had, even since then, had another one come out. But, um, what's it called? Hold on. One moment. Play some elevator music. There's a reason for this. I'll Be Your Girl. That came out a few years ago. 
And that's when, like, I hadn't heard of the Decemberists in a while. Like, I always knew of them, but I haven't heard anything that they were doing, so I just didn't keep up with them. Okay. That came out, and it was amazing. And um, the first single that they released, I think it's Severed. It's got this very 80s sound to it. It's a lot of synths and whatnot, which is different for them, because they're more folky, if anything. But, yeah, it was it surprised me. It was really good. And then, um, I don't know, like a month, month and a half ago, I was listening to something. I was, I was on a... It's on a folk indie kick because I went back to the Maya Hawks album Blush that came out last year, which I love. You love it. I love it. Let's I talk love about it. that for a moment. You want me to talk about that? I think it's awesome. I, I mean, she, it for a moment. It, it's it's probably what's impressive is like she had never made a record before this. It's her first album, and like. She actually worked on it. Like, I forgot who co-wrote the record with her, but like she worked with this one guy and he like forced her to like really think about her melodies and her songwriting structures and like helping her hone in on her craft because she was pretty like like new to everything, but she was just aspiring and she was just writing these like quirky little songs, but they needed to have some kind of form and she came out with this record, which is phenomenal. And I think it's probably one of those like hidden gems, I think still, like, I don't think it's gotten enough attention. Like it, I think when it first came out, like there were some people like, you know, she, I heard her on Sirius XM, like she got interviewed a couple of times, but I don't think it got enough traction, but I think whatever she does next is going to be really special. I think this is like the beginning of like something really cool. So I would have to say, check that record out as a side note, please, if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, that I was on that for like a week is just amazing record. And then I got a little little bluegrassy, which is a little weird for me. But um, there's this group I like called Old Crow Medicine Show. I think they only released one album. Love them. That's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. Old Crow Medicine Show. Whoa. Okay. And um. You remember a few years back when Darius Rucker, Hootie? Yeah, he went country. country. Yeah. And he did that song, Wagon Wheel? Yep. Old Crow Medicine Show. And they, actually, it's not even their idea. It was, um, they, they kind of built that song around this old sample that um, Bob Dylan did of, like, the chorus. And they, they took that and made a song around it. So it's kind of a Bob Dylan song that old Crow Medicine Show finished and then Hootie covered it. Whoa. It's a good song though. But yeah, old Crow Medicine Show is very bluegrassy, which is fun sometimes. But yeah, I was on that kind of like indie folk kick. And so I went back to the Decemberists because a lot of their early stuff is that. It's more folky. They Some of their songs, they have um, a guitarist, a fiddle player, an accordion. Got all this fun stuff going on and um yeah i just i've been stuck they have like 10 albums or something like that and they're all special in different ways like their first couple albums are very folky and even like i don't know sea shanties almost <laughs> one of their big songs is called the mariner's revenge song and it's all about it's a story about this sailor who got revenge on someone that screwed over his family great song very like i don't know old timey sea songs but then you keep going through and um 
I think I told you to listen to this album, Hazards of Love. Yeah. It's did you listen to it? I did. It's very, very good. Great. It's like like a folky indie take on prog rock almost. Mm-hmm. It's that album's great. Just blends right into the next. Um, the Crane Wife's a really good album. It's got some. They really start to branch out and like change their style a bit there. I'll Be Your Girl is like very '80s synth going on. Yeah, the Decemberists are definitely a band worth checking out if you like music. Right on. <laughs> yes. That's a great choice. So I've just been I've been stuck. I've been going like album by album, jumping back and forth, just listening to everything. Because, yeah, it, it, they've, their style has changed enough in the decade plus that they've been together that even if you start getting tired of them, just change the album. It's different enough that it's like, oh, okay, let's try this. Those are, like, my favorite types of bands, like the ones that, like, keep you guessing album to album. Like, they never make the same record twice. Yeah. Like those, are my, those are, like, as much as I love a band that, like, sticks to a formula, I kind of prefer a band that doesn't. Yeah, as, as long this as they is, as as long as the songwriting is always strong, like doesn't matter where you go, like as long as you keep writing really good songs. Yeah, yeah, they they're very strong songwriters, but um, and they they sound like them throughout their entire discography. Like it's clearly their style, but it changes. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They experimented enough that each album is completely different, but at it, this core, it's still them. It's not like they've changed as a band like some bands do. Right. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I guess that's my been, it's been my thing. Yeah. That's what else cool. you got? All right. So I've got uh, next on the list something really different for me. Not really, but sort of. Uh, there's a new, I discovered her via Sirius XM on a show called Volume, uh, where or no, not a show. And a channel called Volume. There's a show on there. That's an all talk music channel in Sirius XM. Like critics from like Rolling Stone magazine, et cetera, et cetera, go on there and they basically dissect talk music on various shows throughout. But there's a show on there called Feedback in the Morning that I listen to sometimes. And basically on Fridays, they have New Music Friday and they'll just like bring in like a wide selection of songs that each one of them like got into during the week and they'll bring them up. And I got introduced to this singer. She's pretty new um, country singer. Her name's Tiara. And she just recently put out an EP. And there's a particular track they played called Not Your Girl. Uh, it's very, like, soulful, but, like, with a country twang in there. But not, like, in the way that you would, like, predict. Like, you like it's not at all stereotypical. It's very, like, it, it's got a really good, like, pop hook to it too but it sounds very like almost like something that could have came out uh during the like the mid to late 90s like you know when songs like torn were out yeah you know what i'm talking about right or, or when you had dido what was it remember dido <laughs> yeah like yeah. that kind of era of 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 uh female artists and music like Okay. This reminds me of that. And it's but without it sounding like necessarily nostalgic or anything. But that's what my ears picked up on. I was like, oh my God, this sounds like just old old school, late 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, like like super good pop, but with like a country aesthetic to it as well. It's really good. And so I like checking out new artists, obviously. So 
that really caught me off guard because like wow this is actually really really surprisingly good and it's always good when you hear something fresh and new that's like that good because there's not a lot of that that often for me so when i hear something like that it's like whoa so she's got an ep out right now it's self-titled just under her name tiara that's a t-i-e-r-a i just uh, downloaded it on apple music but i'm sure it's uh, anywhere but yeah really good you got anything else alex yeah speaking of finding new artists you just remind me yes um triple j triple j is not a group for everybody listening it's um uh, how do i explain it's like a music publication i guess they have a youtube channel and they are their own studios whatnot where they it's an australian based company i guess group and um they bring in artists some big names some Small, small new artists, oftentimes Australian groups, especially right now because people can't really travel, right. but they're also based in Australia. So they bring in Australian groups and they have this um, series called Like a Version where the group does a cover, but they also record one of their own songs too. So both videos will go up. And uh, <laughs> I've heard of this before. I've heard some of the covers because some bigger names like um, I think Billie Eilish has been on there. Uh, Tame Impala is on there all the time. I guess they're Australian. Um, but yeah, I've heard of it before. I've seen some covers, but I never really checked it out. And one of their more recent ones is this group called Ocean Alley, who covered Pink Floyd, which anyone who listens to us, you know, I love Pink Floyd. So I had to check that out. Ocean Alley is amazing. I checked out their stuff too. But what brought me to this channel was, um, I like Tame Impala. I like the song Elephant, even though that's one of the big ones everyone knows. They got the Wiggles to come on there and cover Elephant. Yes, the Wiggles, the kids group from that TV show. Those Wiggles. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that like a week ago. Something like that. Yeah, and I was like... Whenever it came out. I couldn't believe that what I was reading or then I couldn't believe what I was listening to after that. It wasn't bad though. Cause it wasn't bad. Yeah. That's why I was like. Kind of funky because they went fruit salad in the middle, but yeah, it was good. I mean, they make like $40 million a year playing music for kids. So would be good musicians. <laughs> good, yeah. They got to get blue man group on next. That would be fun. Blue Man Group doesn't sing though, right? No, they're just instrumentalists, but regardless, it'd be funny to hear them. You do get like, them doing like Prodigy. Ooh. Right? Firestarter. Yeah. Or Smack My Blue Bitch Man Group. It'd be great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> By the Blue Man Group. By the Blue Man Group. I'm down yeah. for that. Yeah. That's a good choice. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna throw in uh probably a couple more this album right here which i had to buy on cd like i needed a physical copy of this record because again thank you serious xm but like the other day uh well not the other day it was like a month ago now they were talking about trent reznor and atticus ross which you believe are names that could be in the universe of harry potter um, this is our Harry Potter names. <laughs> I just was yeah, that Atticus Ross from the teachers? <laughs> probably uh, Ravenclaw, I think you said, but yeah. But um, 
they they were talking about you know them winning you know an award for soul which they did uh half of the soundtrack for um you know during the soul scenes in that film but that's all trent reser and it's ross doing that stuff but uh there was a mention of like the productions that trent reser has involved himself in over the years like just mm-hmm. as a producer and they talked about how like there's only one other artist that he was super involved with as a producer outside of his own work obviously so obviously marilyn manson you know he did Mar- he did the, the big marilyn manson stuff during the mid 90s you know but there was another artist in like the mid 2000s named saul williams and basically he was like a weird alternative hip-hop r&b with a little bit of soul with a little bit of industrial thrown in there just an artist that you can really pin down to like one sound and for some reason i think they were like on the same tour during like the mid 2000s they got along really well and Trent was really into the music. So he's like, I will work with you. Like, I want to work with you. And this dude was like a super independent artist. Like, had no album out, no nothing really, uh, I believe. And they ended up crafting, I think, within a year or two, this record. And it is probably one of those, like, gems. Like, I'm like, why didn't I hear this? They Apparently, when it got released, it was during a point where Trent Reznor was trying to, like, break from the system of record contracts and and whatnot and trying to be different about things by having people creating a new system basically where people would buy purchase the album for whichever amount they decided to purchase it for which they and you know they thought it would work they thought okay people this will be fair we'll obviously profit from it directly and whatnot but as it turns out ended up backfiring on them unfortunately uh the record didn't really get the exposure because it was like really like self-distributed um and also like they really just made pennies off of it because nobody was really shelling out any money and the money they would shell out would be like for for physical copies would be like here's five bucks or something and whatnot or a digital copy but so i think it left like a bad taste in trent's mouth but regardless it's one of those records that i'm like whoa and the title of it is uh, the inevitable rise and liberation of Niggy Tardust, which is a obvious ode to, um, you know, obviously uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, which, uh, you know, you can tell, you know, obviously Trent's a big Bowie fan too. But there's a really cool cover on this record of Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2, yeah. which is just like insane. I caught that and it's which, amazing. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't even know. There's moments on this record where like, it's almost like Trent and Saul Williams are like, they're blending their voices together and you don't really know who's singing what because Trent's obviously singing backing vocals, but their voices are so similar at times that they blend like in this really cool way. And so I've been listening to this record for about a month now. I'm just like, why didn't I know about this? But I'm glad I'm listening to it now. I mean, it's really cool. It's one of those records that it's a headphone record that uh, takes you on a journey. And it's one of those things that I think is going to be like, you're going to look back on and go like, oh, yeah, like that one lost Trent record outside of the super group that apparently he had worked with a uh, Maynard uh, from Tool uh, called Tapeworm, which never got released. But that's like, that's <laughs> another story. Anywho, yeah, been listening to a yeah, lot. Yeah, I looked that Saul Williams album up and it's great. 
Oh, you actually listened to it? Yeah. And Sunday Bloody Sunday, like, I wasn't expecting that. It's it came good. on. Like, I heard the beginning, and I'm just like, wait, this sounds like something I know. And they kept going. I'm like, wait, this is you too. <laughs> like, I had to check to make sure nothing, like, changed. I was like, wait, hold on a minute. It's actually, like, like I'm not, I'm not, like, for me to be raving about it this much, like, I was just, like, impacted by how I found, like, you know how you, how you feel about black sales right now? Like, it's like you found something that you're like, how is it that this isn't more popular or known? Like, how is it that this didn't continue? Like, it's just this one-off album, unfortunately, that's just really, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into it. When you listen to it, there's just so many layers and instrumentation throughout. You're like, it's just a masterpiece, really. I hate to put it that way. I'm not, but it really is top to bottom. It's it's such a cohesive record and there's just so much and every it's one of those records that every time you listen to it, you're going to probably pick up something new uh especially if you listen to it on a good pair of headphones so Thanks. definitely recommend that so you got anything else alex not for now well so yeah i think actually yeah no music though now. watch black sales <laughs> I got everyone one. listening if you like pirates watch black sales yeah, well, you know, at some point we'll probably do a side a side show where we'll just talk about film, TV, and, and movies. Yeah. All right. Actually, here, here's your little your little taste of that. If you want us to do another show about TV and movies, don't tell us. Just watch Black Sales. <laughs> I think you got everybody on board already. Sweet. Everybody. Everybody. They're Literally all everybody. All, all of them. But yeah, music wise. Um, that's it for now. Yeah, it, it was a strong week, though, I think. There was a lot of good stuff. And you're obviously jumping onto Flogging Molly. It is St. Patrick's Day today, by the way. St. Patrick's Day. Got green pants on. Dude. Um, yeah. I did want to mention that just because, like, I don't know if that's what I'm doing right now or if it's just St. Patrick's Day and I wanted to listen to them. But all day, Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys, the Dubliners – Pogues. The Pogues are great, by the way. Very underrated. Yeah. I had them on earlier. So I'm gonna be listening to you too. You too. <laughs> Which no kidding. Uh you know, for such a chill, like relaxing band, why does their guitarist have such an intense name? Yeah, he's the edge, dude. He's the edge. Yeah, he's he's super edgy. And <laughs> That's what YouTube is. I don't know if I were in that band, if like, I mean, if it wasn't for his guitar chops, I wouldn't be able to take him seriously with that name. Luckily, he's yeah. got the the musicianship to back up the name. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be like, really, we're not calling you the Edge. Get out of here. <laughs> is it Mister Edge? Man. Like, do they just call him the most of the time? <laughs> hey, the, give me a soda. <laughs> oh my God, Mister Edge. Oh, Mr. Edge, can you sign this, please? Sign it, Mr. Edge. <laughs> Isn't that a talking horse? Yeah, Mr. Edge. Mr. Edge. <laughs> and then Bono. Who's Bono, dude? Don't call me Paul. Call me Bono. What's their drummer's name? Does he have a normal name? Is he like Paul McCreary or something? <laughs> no, La Larry Mullen Jr., dude. Larry, so he has a normal name. Larry, yeah, Larry, Larry and and um, you couldn't have everybody in that band have like distinctive names like that. 
Adam Clayton is the bassist. Adam. So Adam and you Larry. Adam, Larry, Bono, and Bono, and Mr. Edge. Mr. Edge. <laughs> That's why nobody really talks about Adam and Larry because it's like, who needs Adam and Larry when you have names like Bono and Edge? they need new names. All right, um, Adam is now Pongo. <laughs> And uh, Larry is the corner. Oh, dude, the corner takes the corner in the edge. <laughs> dude, you got Bono and Pongo. Dude, genius. We're, it's yeah, fun. just renamed you two. <laughs> Honestly, it should be you four because there's four of them. Hey, you four. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting weird now. <laughs> That's where this show goes sometimes. You four. Yeah, uncharted territory. Anyways, well, thanks for stopping on again, and uh, we'll probably do this again, hopefully not too long from today. Yeah, I think we should keep doing this shorter, but more frequent. Yeah, I like this. I think it was, this is probably like 15 minutes that we're going on now, but perfect. It's great. So Yeah, it's what we're listening to. Watch Black Sales. It's all day. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, until next time. Yeah.